pandemonium. Things in uh, somewhat of a chaotic state here. Hulk Hogan, I'm sure there's going to be a thorough investigation by the World Wrestling Federation into what happened here tonight. And I know you could not be any more disappointed. How much money did they spend on the plastic surgery, man? I had all bases covered. I had the Hulkamaniacs watching. DiBiase, I had Virgil in his place. Never in my wildest dreams, me, Gene, would I think that I would get ripped off by a penny pension two-timing referee. How much money on the plastic surgery? You're How much money did he spend show. to pay the referee off? When I turned around, me Gene, they were identical, identical. Right, right here, folks. Here it is. Now, older brother. Very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. Come on, man. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? You listening to the sports show? New sports desk. That's the grease. Y'all must have forgot, forgot, forgot. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Sports Desk. It is your guy, one more time, Dedra L. Hicks Jr., one half of your sportsologists in studio. And remember, folks, acknowledge me. Now, we're going to get Black on in here on the phone in just one second. Again, this is episode 195. We're closing in on 200 episodes. Man, that sounds crazy, okay? But I know, I know, I know. Y'all out there calling us flaw. We ain't real. If Florida would have lost, if Miami would have lost, we would have had the sports test out in two hours with a nasty cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now that is true. And all that is true. We are not ducking the smoke. We are not ducking it at all. But in all seriousness, we have some major technical difficulties uh, with our equipment. And it was all my fault. <laughs> it was all my fault. But we got it taken care of. Everything's good. And we are back. And uh, definitely want to give you guys an episode of the Sports Desk this week. We didn't want to miss the week at all. So that's how committed we are to giving you guys uh, that's that uh that barbershop that backyard barbecue that homeboy content about sports man so that's why we are uh, dropping this episode uh midweek okay so we're gonna get into the loss that Florida State had against Wake Forest on this past Saturday gonna get black on the phone in here in a second and um we'll talk a little NFL it's gonna be a rapid fire show man that we're gonna get out of here man so um like I said before a little bit of technical difficulties. We are back. We are rolling it out, and we ain't flaw, bruh. <laughs> it's crazy the tweets and the text messages that was coming our way. This is just ridiculous. This is ridiculous, but me and Black, we don't roll like that, man. So let's go ahead and get Black on the phone. We're going to do this rapid-style version of the sports desk. We're going to get into what y'all want to talk about, man. Let's go ahead and get my boy on the phone. Yo. Black. What's up, man? What's going on with you? Not much, man. What's everything good? Oh, yeah, man. You know, I was just explaining to our listeners, man, that we are not flaw. We are not in the business of, of tucking our tails and running. 
when our team takes an L. You know, we got some pretty vicious, uh, disgusting things said about us over the past 48 hours. So I was clearing our name before we got this thing rocking. Black, talk to me. How you doing? Man, I'm doing I'm doing well, man. Y'all, uh, our listeners, you know, they be uptight, bro. They want to hear from us, but you know, <laughs> we do what we we do what we gotta do, my boy. So, hey, man, we here now. Let's do it, D. Yes, sir. We are here in the building, Black. Let's go ahead and jump into it, man. This is a rapid style version of the sports desk. They want to hear our thoughts, man. 31-21, Florida State takes their first loss. Of the college football season, losing at home to the Wake Forest Demon Deacons on this past Saturday. And Black, I don't know about you, man, but I've been getting it all, and I'm still getting it. They say we was ranked for five days. They say it didn't last long. What did they tell us? Uh, you know, we were just playing a bunch of nobodies and da-da-da-da. Black, what is your take on the game? Is Florida State, did you see an overhyped Florida State team going in against a pretty good Wake Forest team, and they possibly have the best quarterback in the conference? What are your overall thoughts, man, of Florida State taking that first loss, and what do you have to say about it? Well, it's definitely, you know, it's a tough loss. But at the same time as well, I learned a lot about my team. You definitely seen the step up in competition, and you also, so arguably, to who, who to to whoever who to whoever puts him there, you potentially play what a a, a top five, top ten quarterback in Sam Hartman. Yeah. One of the one of the quarterback one of the better quarterbacks in the nation. So um we literally got to see him and how he run the offense and Wake Forest, man, they got a potent offense, man. It's like I mean that uh that re option that they do, man, it's is is dangerous and we couldn't account for it, but and that comes up with this, this step up in competition. Not making no excuses. I believe Sam Sam Hartman, the best quarterback we gonna see all year. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, the best quarterback we gonna see all year. So I think that uh, it's it's gonna be a learning lesson, and we are gonna see how they bounce back uh, next week because they they got another good quarterback they got to play next week. But I don't I don't know if he is good as Sam Hartman is. But we definitely gonna see tough loss. D. I know people. You know, who don't like Florida State, you know, they happy right now. It comes with the territory. It is what it is, you know. But I want to see after a loss how they respond on the road at that nighttime, 8 o'clock in Raleigh. It's going to be rocking, man. So we're going to see how we respond after a big loss and see if we can um, get this W on Saturday night. Yeah, Hartman, 22 or 34, uh, two touchdowns, no turnovers. He was just dialed in. He was dialed in. Florida State come out, jump out early, man. Score touchdown, 7-0. It was in Dope Campbell Stadium, and that thing was rocking, man. And I I was, like, sitting there like, wow, like, this what we own? Like, we just finna come down here, dial up and do our thing? And then reality start to set in a bit. Like you said, step up in competition, a little bit more pressure. And I'm gonna just keep it real, man. Our kids didn't adapt to it very, very well. Um, Our coaching staff didn't adapt to it very, very well. Now, was it like that the whole game? No. Florida State showed fight late in the second half and almost potentially closed the gap, but we know almost doesn't count. Um, the one thing about this Wake Forest offense, man, I've watched them all year long, and in another world, Wake Forest has been real good to me. <laughs> but um, in this type of situation, you've seen the experience from Hartman. You've seen the more poised team. Our kids are still learning how to win. This, is week, this was week five of the season. 
We've had a big win against LSU, and then we've collected some wins against some non just not good talent, bro. Let's just call it what it is. We knew coming into this game would be a step up, and I'm just going to keep it real. Where are the leaders at? The players. Who are the leaders on this team? When you get down that early and you see Sam Harmon, we know Verse came in. Shout out Verse, man, for trying to come in and, you know, send a jolt of energy through the team. But where are the leaders at on this team outside of Jordan Travis and Verse? Where they at? Yeah. Us getting down early like we did, I don't think that should have happened, especially when you come out 7 nothing. Them boys scored 21 unanswered. They sure unanswered. Did. I didn't see a sense of urgency from my defense as well. I did not like our energy in the, uh, in the second quarter and coming out into halfway in the third quarter. I didn't like it. I didn't mm. see a sense of urgency. I didn't see guys dialed in. I didn't see the energy. Our crowd was flat. It just didn't feel good that we were in a situation where we were going to have to dig ourselves back. And our kids just didn't respond on time. They responded late in the fourth when Florida State tried to make a rally. And I appreciate that to some degree. But like you said, you're playing the best quarterback in the conference. This guy's dialed in. He's been averaging over 300 yards passing since he this whole season. This whole season. So this Wake Forest offense uh, is very, you know, very, very potent, man. So just to see the uh, the result be what it was, it was it, it didn't feel good to see it. And now we set ourselves up in a situation where we got NC State this Saturday, 8 o'clock. Then we turn around and come back to Dope and got Clemson coming in, a top five team in the country at 730. We are up against it. Well, we can mess around and either be four and three. We could be five and two. We could be something. Do you think our kids are going to respond, Black? Do you think that at the feet of a loss, because we, we don't know if they're going to respond. Do you think that this team will respond this coming Saturday night and get a big win up there in Raleigh against NC State? Man, I hope so. That's all I can really say is I, I hope so, D. I hope we can see how far this team has come. You know, we knew that this stretch of the schedule was coming. Yeah. We wanted to see how they was going to respond to the stretch. We knew what we were playing against early wasn't really good competition. Right. But now you're playing a, a team in NC State who's ranked number thirteen, what number thirteen, if I'm not mistaken, going yeah. to Saturday, and then you got a top five Clemson team that you got coming to a dope on next Saturday, prime yeah. time. So I hope that they can learn from a lot. This is this is what's going to tell the tell for me if they can respond to a loss like they had against Wake Forest and come out and get a WD. Now that's telling me something, how much they have grown. Yeah. We don't know how much they've, they've grown because usually when Florida state lose one, they go on a streak of losing games. So yeah. we're going, we're, we're definitely going to see Saturday night. I'm hopeful that this thing is really turned around the way they say we lost a game. It's college football. You win some, you lose some. But I understand the step up in competition and not being prepared for a Wake Forest team who really, if you believe it or not, is clicking on all similars. They just got out of a shootout with Clemson. Really a heartbreaking loss for them. But those guys firing on all similars coming out of the game. So you had to think they was going to Sam Hartman was going to bring that confidence to Doe and, and, and he showed it. So I'm, I'm excited to see what happens Saturday night. D, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that we can respond in a positive way and get a W against NC State. Yeah, I think the only way we uh, rectify this thing is going here and get a win at NC State. This is a must-win game. This is a must-win game for our season. 
If we don't win this game on Saturday, I'm fully prepared that this season will not be nothing for Florida State. And then we'll have to reassess. And the reason I say that is you come off a, a loss, a humbling loss to Wake Forest. Everybody was believing the hype. We all were. 4-0, Dope Campbell was rocking. The week before Boston College, we were ranked the first time since 2018 or something like that, the stat was. Everybody was believing the hype, including the players. So now that they've been served a piece of humble pie, and to be real with you, Black, I don't condone losing. I don't hype up losing. But we might have needed this loss. We might have needed this loss. We need Mm -hmm. everybody to circle the wagons and get back focused and understand that nothing is going to be given to us, bro. Nothing. So going into rally, hostile environment, very good crowd out there. Very good NC State team who also battled Clemson last weekend. We're going to go up against another team who battled and lost to Clemson. So they're going to have it on their mind, bro. Yeah, they definitely They're going to have it on their mind, bro. They're going to have it on their mind. So we definitely need to come in, steal this win on the road by hook or by crook. I don't care. We need to get this win. Now, Black, will we win this game? Will Florida State win this football game? Or do you don't see it as being that so lovely with clear blue skies? Maybe dark skies might be ahead for the nose. We just got to keep it real, Black. What are you feeling in your gut? <laughs> man, it's tough because Florida State had been in this situation for a while, man. Winning some games, you know, being a, being a team who out the gate who could start off 0-2, 0 3 We even seen uh 0-4 at one time. So I'm it's 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 really tough, you know, and these shoot, I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, I'm hoping I'm hoping for the best. This is a test, you know, and I'm listening to Mike Norvell and hoping hoping that hoping that uh what he's saying, man, this team is 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 a special group of guys. So and we know we got a good group of guys. This is probably the most talented team that we have had them over the past what five years, D. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah. we got a lot of talent. We got a lot of talent. We got a we got a quarterback who has improved tremendously, and he's a he's a true leader. We got big weapons on the outside. Like we can make some noise, but we just gonna have to do. We just gonna have to see, you know, what we can do. And a tr- this is this is a true road test right here, Louisville. It's not a really good team, so we were able to get that in. But this is a really true road test right here against a top 15 team. And if they can find a way to pull this out, D, then that's a good thing. But I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I'm not going to say that the season is is done if they can't get this. Then they get Clemson at home, and, and you never know what can happen in games like that against Clemson. So we'll see, man. It's, it's definitely uh, the next two weeks are big for Florida State because these two games could like could, could literally make us or break us for the season. Yeah, I, I just feel like you can't go into a top – you can't go play a top five team coming off back-to-back losses. Like, the re- the recipe for that is not great. It's not great. It's not. I really wanted this Wake Forest win to go into this NC State game saying, you know what, we got a little bit of room that we could play around with. If it just so, If it just so happens not to go our way – but I, I would much rather go into a Clemson game one and one than zero oh and two. Gotcha, understood. So, so that's yeah. why I'm saying that. So I'm calling for this to be a must win because if you go and play Clemson the following week, the Tigers might smell blood. 
Yeah. And you're right. dealing with a young football team that how are they going to react? Now, I believe in Florida State. I'm calling for a Florida State victory. I think we escape with the skin of our teeth. I think Jordan Travis has a, a, a fantastic game. I think Mike Norvell calls a good enough game where we can make some key plays and feature some of our best talent, especially the wide receivers on the outside and our, uh, our running game um, that we need to kind of get back to that. I don't think we ran the ball well last week at all. So Yeah, because we, we was playing catch-up. Yeah, 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 exactly. We was playing catch-up. So I'm calling for the Noles to go on the roll in hostile territory with their backs up against the wall. I'm hoping that Coach Mike Norvell and the coaching staff at Florida State I hope that they are absolutely pointing to these kids that this is a must game. We got to have this game. If we want our season to sustain any energy, we got to win this game. We yeah. got to win this game. So that's what I'm hoping that's going on up there in Tallahassee. Black, any final remarks, man, on the nose losing their first game of the year to the Demon Deacons 31 to 21? Man, you know, you you know, this was being what people was waiting on this, especially the, uh, other two schools in Florida, you know, we're not going to mention those names, but people was waiting on this to happen. So, you know, it's early, but like you say, we go, we seen how the Miami's of the world has responded after a loss. We see mm. how Florida has responded after a loss. So we're going to see how, what Florida state does in, in this situation. And hopefully, you know, it's a better outcome, but definitely excited. I definitely want to see some some energy, and I want I want to see if Florida State. The one thing I'm going to be looking looking at in this game, see if Florida State can come out and assert themselves early, and 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 make some plays, and uh, see if we can take control of this game and not let NC State have a chance. It, it, you know, we usually get nailed by this from Florida State. We'd be on our toes, but I'm hoping this not that. I, if if I might avail, I want to try to go in there and make a statement, but. We're going to see Saturday be what happens. Yeah, we're definitely going to find out. We're definitely going to find out, and I hope that when we come out on the other end of this thing, that uh, we will be we will, we will will be able to see what we're really made of. I think last week's game was important, but this game is even more important. I know the old saying, hey, what's the, next, what's the uh, most important game? The next game. Nah, this is really, <laughs> the next game is really uh, the most important thing. Uh, for Florida State uh, football. So we're going to find out this Saturday, man. Florida State at NC State this Saturday night, 8 o'clock primetime under lights out there in Raleigh, North Carolina on the ACC Network. And um, hopefully when we come in here that following Monday, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we'll be doing just fine, my boy. Just fine. All right, Black, a couple more scores, man, from this weekend in college football. Let me see. So I lost black. I don't know what happened, but I lost black. But I'm going to go ahead and keep it rocking. So, um, you know, a couple more scores that we're going to run it down for show for show. Let's see. All right, man. You know, I'm so sick of Texas A&M, bro. I'm so sick of Texas A&M. I'm sick of them, dog. They go out here to Mississippi State and get absolutely ramshacked. 42 to 24. I mean, are they going? are they talking about letting Jimbo go yet, bro? I know they gave him a hundred million, man, but this is absolutely pathetic. This is putrid and disgusting on all levels. Texas A&M, they just absolutely just dropped the bag, bro. They just dropping the bag, bro. Just disgusting, man. Shout out, uh, I forget the head coach name, my boy, uh, my boy from uh, 
I forget his name. Man, I'm tripping, man, from Mississippi State, man. But shout out him, bro. Shout out him. You heard me? All right, man. Oregon. <clears throat> Oregon stays on the winning trail, 45 to 27, knocking off Stanford. USC maintaining their steam, man. The number six rate Trojans knocking off the disgusting Arizona State Sun Devils, who should be shamed. What they did to my boy, Kurt Hermy. They should be shamed. Georgia Tech upsetting Pittsburgh, man. That is a wild one there, man. I bet the uh, sports betters out here were doing their thing uh, with that one, boy. 26 to 21. Clemson knocking off NC State 30 to 20 in the primetime top 10 matchup. The Bulldogs of Georgia struggle. They struggle. They struggle. What is going on in Georgia? They dropped them in the polls. What is going on? What is going on, man? The dogs, like, they started off so strong, so strong, and now they are struggling offensively. I know they got a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries, but they better tighten up, man, because now they're getting ready to go into the grit of their uh, SEC schedule, man. We're just going to see uh, how they fare out, man. Alabama takes care of business, man, versus Arkansas. I think the line on that game was plus 17. Plus 17, man, and Alabama just absolutely wiped the floor with Arkansas at Arkansas. I thought it would be a little bit more of a competitive game. I think the spread on that game was like plus 17 Arkansas, and that thing was 21 to nothing, even when Bryce Young got hurt. Even when he got hurt. That thing was god-awful. Do you understand me? All right. Ohio State rolling over uh, Rutgers. Penn State getting a close win over Northwestern, 17-7. Uh, the Cowboys of Oklahoma State knocking off Baylor. All right. 36-25, uh, a rematch of the Big uh, the Big 12 uh, championship uh, from last year. But I tell you what, man. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Could this be the year? Could they make the college football playoff? We just going to have to see, man. We just going to have to see. Utah keeps it rolling after their opening day loss against Florida. They are they went 42 to 16 over Oregon State. Oklahoma, man, what is going on with the Brent Venables Oklahoma Sooners? They have lost two games in a row. The unranked, well, now ranked TCU Horn Frogs absolutely smoked them. At home, 55-24. Kansas State keeps it rolling undefeated at number 25 in the country, 37-28. Couple more scores, man. Kentucky heartbreaking loss to Ole Miss at home. Just a heartbreaking, nasty, nasty loss, man. Just a nasty loss. Ole Miss survives 22-19. And to close out, on a great game on Friday night, UCLA knocks off the previously unbeaten Washington uh, Huskies, all right? So, I don't know what happened to Black. Lucky we lost them, but we're just going to keep the show rolling, man. We're going to go ahead and get into our dog games of the week, and uh, let's go hear from our college football correspondent, Cedric Farr. D, Black, Sports Desk, what's good? It's your boy Big Sed, a.k.a. Tyrone Copper, <laughs> a.k.a. Gators, man. Man. On the ones and twos with the picks this week, um, a lot of interesting games this weekend, but we only picking four plus one. And so I decided to do a little different this weekend and include uh, all big three teams from the state of Florida because it could be one of those crazy weekends where we all could lose. <laughs> so first off, we got uh, Missouri coming to Florida. I'm taking my boys in that one, of course. Okay, Second okay, game, okay. Got FSU. So Florida versus Missouri. I'm going to take Florida to knock off Missouri. Now, Missouri played Georgia tough. 
played them tough. But I think they just would be let down from it, man. Now, I don't know. It could happen. It better not happen. But it could happen. But I'm going to take Florida to win the game. FSU and NC State. I think FSU coming off an emotional loss. And I think this is going to start a streak. So I'm taking NC State. Uh All right. So he is taking NC State, the Wolfpack. No, no, you know, you know. <laughs> no surprise there, say it. <laughs> I'm going to take Florida State to knock off NC State. Going to take Florida State to knock off the Wolfpack on the road in Raleigh. Go Nose. Uh, third game, we got North Carolina taking the trip down to Day County and playing the Sugar Kings. Uh, I'm taking North Carolina now because them boys can't stop a nosebleed. Four. <laughs> he is right about that. I'm taking the Fighting Mac Browns, the Fighting Mac Browns to knock off off Miami and hand them another loss. That Miami team is a not a good football team. Mac Brown can get his guys uh, fired up to play football. I like to fight the Mac Browns. Game, um, got TCU in Kansas. This one is interesting in itself. So I'm gonna take TCU mm. and for the dog. All right, two very surprising upstart teams, man. TCU. Kansas, the darlings of college football are the Kansas Jayhawks who are now ranked, who are now undefeated college game. They will be there for that game. I'm going to go rock, chalk, Jayhawk, Kansas. I'm taking Kansas, man, to knock off TCU, who looks very, very strong. The Horn Frogs are very strong, but I'm going to take Kansas to get the win, man. Dog, game of the week. You got UCLA. Utah has been out of conference, and UCLA is undefeated. I'm going to take the Bruins mm. in that one. Uh, interesting to see in y'all boys' takes. I'll let y'all next week. All right, man. Shout out to our college football correspondent, Cedric Farr, man. Shout out to him for sure uh, for getting us the dog. Oh, I ain't see. I ain't really do my thing, man, because Black done threw me off because I, I guess he done quit the sports desk. But let's go ahead and get it, man. For the dog, of the week. All right, UCLA versus Utah. That is going to be an exciting game. I see the line on that game is minus four for the Utes. I'm tempted. I am tempted to take UCLA as well, but I'm not sure if they're quite ready yet. So I'm going to stay true. I'm going to pick Utah. Utah to go on the road to get a big win, a big win against the undefeated Bruins. That is going to be a game that I'm going to be paying, paying very close attention to. All right, so again, shout out to our college football correspondent, Cedric Farr, man, for hitting us up with it all games of the week. All right, man, let's go ahead and move along and talk a little NFL. So shout out to our Jaguars correspondent Rashad, um, Rashad Robinson. So you know, my dog, me and him went back and forth in text. Man, I'm getting ready to play his voice note here uh, in a second. But we went back and forth through text. Rashad is a very, very, very emotional, <laughs> very emotional uh, fan, and he should be. Man, he really puts all his heart and soul into the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I'm getting ready to play his. 
response because we weren't able to get him on the phone due to the technical difficulties that we went through uh, on yesterday. So um, let's listen to Rashad as he talks about his thoughts on the Jags losing uh, to the Philadelphia uh, Eagles uh, on this past Sunday. Sports Desk, what's going on? Just wanted to send a little something over, it's Rashad. Uh, just want to send a little something over about Sunday. Um, I, 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 I've calmed down a lot. I found my person to blame, and it's Doug. I just felt like Doug didn't do anything to help Trevor on Sunday while he was reeling, and I feel like that's your job as a play caller. It just helped your quarterback out. Um, if you see that the weather is not conducive to what your game plan was, you have to be adaptable. And uh, Doug was bullheaded. I think that he probably won't say it publicly, but I think after he watched that film, he was like, yeah, I shouldn't have did it like that. Um, maybe he was trying to instill confidence in Trevor. Maybe he was just trying to let him work work through it. But if you see your quarterback struggling as a play caller, especially a young quarterback, um, especially in those conditions, you, you just have to call the plays necessary to get him back where get him back centered and I, I felt like he didn't do that um I felt like the defense gave up plays but I mean Foley Falakasi went out uh, I believe he went out in the second quarter and that's when it really really got bad with that run defense and it's just hard to defend the run 50 times in a row uh especially when your offense is three and out three and out three and out you're in the pouring down rain it's cold it's windy you always on the field all they doing is running the ball. That's kind of tough. Uh, so it was just a lot of things that happened Sunday that accumulated in, in what the ultimate result is. But when you think about it, the Jaguars lost by a possession, and we had five turnovers against what they say is the best team in the league. So you're not always going to be playing in those conditions. That's not always going to happen. This team is fine. Y'all can say what y'all want to say. The Jaguars are one of the best teams in the NFL, period. I mean, they've shown it over the last three weeks. They are one of the best teams in the NFL. You name a team that's going to have five turnovers and only lose by a possession. It's not going to happen unless you're a good football team. And a lot of stuff happened Sunday. That's not going to happen during the regular season. But we own the Houston. Um, We own the Houston. We got Indy. After that. We take care of them two games. You know, in on your division, you're halfway there. I feel like this team's going to run away with the division. I feel like there's a lot of teams on the schedule that cannot beat Jacksonville with the way that they normally play. And uh, we're going to see if that comes to fruition. So um, that's basically all I got to say, man. I'm, I'm not going to really make it a, a long thing. I mean, it is what it is. They lost. Um, I felt like it was a bad loss, especially at the time knowing that all Doug had to do was run the damn ball, um, run James Robinson, calm his quarterback down, and you probably win that game, especially up 14 nothing in those conditions. I'm not saying eat the ball and just run the ball for the rest of the time, but it's almost like he refused to run the ball. And in those conditions, that's just not something that you cannot force. So he forced it. We lost, but we own to it. I feel like we're one of the best teams in the league. We go see. So uh, I'll talk to y'all boys next week. Probably more than likely, hopefully, I'll be able to be live. I'm about to go to work now. So uh, I'll talk to y'all boys next week. So shout out to our Jacksonville Jaguars correspondent, Rashawn Robinson. And I'm glad my boys calmed down. I'm glad he's calmed down. He was fire hot. 
and rightfully so. The Jaguars was in a position to win this game of 14-0 in the first quarter. The defense looked really good. The offense looked really good. Everything seemed like it was rolling very, very well. But football is four quarters. It's four quarters. And I don't think that the Jaguars look like the same old Jaguars in this game. A lot of the fans around here in the city kind of reverted back. Oh, we the same old, we the same old. That's not true. I thought Trevor did have a bad game, but I also put this loss on Doug. I think Doug had ulterior motives, obviously being back in Philly, facing his old team. Who wouldn't want that win? You're bringing up your new, young, upstart quarterback. You're playing for the Jags. The whole league's been laughing at them for probably the better half of a decade. And now, you know, you want to come up here and prove a point. That probably went down. But the weather was the weather was atrocious. The game plan that we saw was not fitting for that. It just simply was not. It was not fitting for that at all, you know. So, in the result of that, the Jaguars got sloppy. They got sloppy. The play calling got sloppy. Everything was sloppy. But, like Rashad said, the head coach, Doug Peterson, he's got to be more aware. He's a gunslinging head coach. He's going to throw out there so many different variations of different plays that he's going to try to confuse the defense each and every time. Well, like he probably confused himself with the plays that he was calling. Is this going to be a trend? No. I fully expect the Jaguars to go and beat a very tough uh, Houston, Texas team coached by Lovey Smith. I think they're going there and, and, and they'll get a win. I believe that game is, is it here next week? Uh, yeah. So next week, the Jaguars, uh, get a home game. I fully expect them to come back, uh, to Duval and, uh, and, and get a win. I think you'll see, uh, a team that once again, when they come off a loss, they're going to look even that much better, similar to what they did when they went out there and, uh, you know, they beat the Colts after losing to the commanders in week one and then going out and beating the Chargers after that. So I think the Jazz are going to win the AFC South. Now, look at here. The Tennessee Titans are revving up. Derrick Henry is revving up. Like, uh, Coach Vrabel is, is, you know, starting to get these guys refocused. And if Henry is coming on like he is, then it's going to be a fully expected battle between the Titans and the Jaguars to win this division. This is a long season. We're only four weeks in. And, hey, anything can happen, man. Anything can happen as you, you know, get to week 13, 14, 16, 17, and beyond. But uh, this is a good Jaguars football team. And if they can stay healthy for the betterment of the season – and keep their key players, uh, you know, very, very involved on the progression of what the team is going to be, I think the Jaguars are going to be just fine. So we'll hear from Rashad next week after the Jaguars take on the Texans. I fully expect the Jaguars to be, I believe, at that point, four and two or two and three and two. I think they're two and two now. Yeah, two and two. So I fully expect them uh, to, uh, you know, you know, just keep it going, man. Just really, really keep it going. And uh, we'll see what lies ahead after the Jaguars uh, take on the Houston Texans. I want to spend a little time talking about my Dallas Cowboys as well. It seems like we got a little dilemma out there. I want to jump into the debate here of if Dak Prescott, if he is ready to play coming off his thumb surgery or thumb procedure, should he play and should Cooper Russ go to the bench? The answer is yes. Dak Prescott makes over $150 million to be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. If he's healthy, he plays. Now, I'm going to paint this scenario uh, to, you know, all the football fans and my Cowboys fans. Cooper Rush, has, Cooper Rush has been an amazing game manager. Amazing. No mistakes. Big time throws when we needed them. He has really calmed the offense. Really getting C.D. Lamb involved the last two games. I love Cooper Rush. Super duper Cooper Rush. 
That's what I call him. He's vital for the Cowboys. But Cooper Rush is still limited in things that he can do. Dak Prescott provides that opportunity for us to go to the next level if he can dial it in. Now, here's the dilemma. Cooper Rush is undefeated. And it seems like this Cowboys football team is rallying around him. But then on the other side, you got a $150 million quarterback who's shown amazing ability to be really, really, really good. He's shown ability to be average. And sometimes he just looks flat out bad. But I'm going to go with Dak. Dak played one game. The whole Cowboys offense was atrocious against the Bucs. Am I going to give him the benefit of the doubt of that? No, because it was the first game of the year. You had plenty of time to prepare. And we put on a piss poor showing against uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right. But time has gone by. Dak has been able to see the game, kind of see it for what it is. Hopefully he has a fire lit under him. Jerry Jones has been rambling and bambling about wanting a quarterback controversy. And I still don't think it's a quarterback controversy right now. Um, Steven Jones and, 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 and Mike McCarthy have both came out and said, hey, when Dak's ready, he will play. And that's how it should be. He should play when he's ready, when he's healthy. Cowboy Nation, be cool. Keep calm. Three and one. Big game coming up uh, this coming week. We're going out to Los Angeles to take on the two and two Rams, who are not playing the best. They're not offensively or defensively. Matt Stafford is looking like Detroit Lions Matt Stafford. Jalen Ramsey is, you know, he's been having some dosy does around here with some of these receivers. Lord have mercy what Debo Samuels did at that boy the other night. Lord, 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 Lord. You know, the defense for the Rams, they, you know, hey, it looks like there might be some opportunity there. Now, if Cooper, Cooper Rush go out to L.A. and get him a win, man, look at here. Man, look at here, man. Hold on. We like we finally got black. Hello. What's up, man? <laughs> What's going on, sir? Man, my phone, my phone acting up, man. <laughs> okay. Well, man, you, you, you called at the end of the show. So man, we've, man. we've talked about, you know, the Jags. We've, you know, wrapped up talking about the Cowboys. I did have one last thing on the docket. Uh, to discuss, and you can join me now that we are back locked in. Um, we did do the dog game of the week picks and everything, so you're gonna have to shoot us your picks, man. I'll send you the file, and you know you have to send me your picks of what you think from said. But we've All already right. ran that, so we getting ready to wrap up this rapid fire style of a show. I can tell you what, if it's gonna go wrong for the sports this this week, it's just gonna go wrong. Man, it's 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 been crazy. That's the first thing I said too. Yeah. All night. His phone acting up. I was like, man. It, but it's all it's, good. It's, it's all good. It's, it's all good, man. We still going to make it happen. I'm sure our, our, our faithful listeners and supporters can appreciate us rolling out some content despite the massive amount of adversity that has that we've been up against. So, Black, I pretty much wrapped up, uh, you know, on the football tip. But I want to talk a little NBA before we get out of here, man. The top 10. The NBA top 10, man. We kind of tried to talk about this yesterday, but uh, let's go ahead and give our thoughts once again, man. The NBA is back up and running. Preseason basketball is started right now. I'm watching the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Philadelphia 76ers play, and uh, I'm a big-time basketball fan. I love basketball. I love the NBA. Their short season is super, super short, and I'm cool with that. So I'm looking forward to tip-off on the 18th, and of course, me and Black will be giving you our NBA preview show um, in the next week or so as we prepare uh, for the NBA season, but black this top 10 list, man, I'm gonna run through it real quick. 
And just want to get your thoughts, man. So at number 10, Devin Booker. Nine, John Morant. Eight, Kevin Durant. Seven, Jason Tatum. Six, LeBron Raymond James. At number five, Stephen Wardell Curry. Four, Joel Embiid. Three, Luka Doncic. Two, Nikolai the Joker Jokic, your back-to-back MVP. And at number one, Giannis the Greek Freak Antetokounmpo. Black, we constantly have conversations about LeBron. I mean, and rightfully so. LeBron is always the hot topic when you're talking about NBA basketball, just basketball in general. Black, is LeBron James no longer a top five player? And if he is a top five player to you, who needs to come out of this list? And LeBron, and what spot does LeBron need to go to in this top five list? Well, man, as long as LeBron James is in this league, he's going to be a top five player, bro. So, I agree. You know, I I, 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 got, I got him right at five. I know most people would be surprised because LeBron being my favorite player, but I got him right at five. I had to, as much as I like Embiid, I put Embiid at six. And I didn't like this place of Steph Curry. I think. I think I would well. I would put Steph Curry over Luka Doncic. Don't get me wrong. Luka Doncic, Doncic is a, a a Swiss Army knife. He could do he could do it all. But Steph Curry is just that dude. So I put him at three. Have no problem with the top the top two, and then um and then yeah, I got Luka at four. So that's my top five. But everybody else, I like the place that they are. Um, Devin Devin Booker. We see him kind of struggle towards the end of last year of his play, but he was he was first team All NBA, so yes, he, he was. Has top, he has to be a top ten player, but no gripes uh, with the list. I just changed a few players around and put put Le, put Embiid at six and put LeBron at five and Steph Curry at three and uh, bring Luca down to four. Yeah, I don't really have no problem with Book at ten and Tatum. I don't really have a problem with the top ten in general. Um. I, I don't. I don't really have a problem with the top 10 at all. Um, my gripe is, of course, LeBron James is the top five player. Now, in reality, I have LeBron James at number three on this list. But I'm not going to disrespect Steph Curry because he's coming off a championship, a phenomenal year. So I'm going to give him him respect. And I'm going to put Steph Curry at three. I'm going to put LeBron at four. And I'm going to put Luka Doncic at five. Luka is a fantastic, fantastic offensive player he may be the best offensive player in basketball matter of fact he is i'm gonna say he is the best offensive player in basketball well i'm gonna say him and steph curry i ain't gonna disrespect steph him and steph curry i will put steph i will put steph over him yeah well i just think because because of what luca can do bro like luca can really do whatever he want to do especially with the body that he has last year we saw him putting people in the post bro yeah, you're right. And Steph can't go to the post. They're gonna throw him right back out to the three point but, line. But we but we did but we did see Steph uh at you know getting to the cup in this game this year now. No, no, no. So. He's always done that. He's always been able to get to the rim. But I'm just saying if you can get down on the block and impose your will, that's something to be said in the NBA. Cause a lot of players just can't simply do that. Mm-hmm. They can't do that. So I'm gonna say him and Luca are one A and one B offensively. I got LeBron where he LeBron averaged 38 and 8. You can't sneeze at that. MB had a fantastic season. He could have won MVP, but he didn't. He didn't. And I'm going to say LeBron is still a tad bit more better, even more a little bit more valuable than MB because of what LeBron provides 
for his teammates. It's like people want to dismiss LeBron. He in year 19. We want to dismiss him. We want to move on to the no, no, you can't dismiss somebody averaging 38 and 8. You can't dismiss somebody averaging 38 and 8. We lost black again. So I got LeBron at number three. I got Antetokounmpo at one. I got um I got Joker at two, back-to-back MVP. Seth Curry at three. I mean, wait, excuse me. Giannis at one, Joker two, Steph Curry at three, LeBron four, Luka at five. And I'm taking Embiid and throwing him um, back there in the six through ten lane. All right, so that's where I'm at with it, man, with my NBA top ten. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up, man. I guess whatever's going to happen wrong for the sports this week is just going to happen. But I'm glad we was able to put out a piece of content for you guys to hold you over until next week when we'll, you know, be back, uh, you know, with that regular format that you guys love so much, okay? So we appreciate you guys, you know, listening, man, and hanging in with us. And just know that me and Black are not flaw. <laughs> we are not flaw. Y'all need to stop with this nonsense, uh, this, this conversation, uh, about boy, look at them boys. Boy, they they flawed. They don't they don't hold it down, bro. <laughs> they ain't holding it down. Nah, nah, nah. That's not what we own, man. We truly had some uh technical uh difficulties, man. But we seem to have uh all that uh situated, and uh we are good uh to go. Okay. So uh other than that. That's pretty much it, man. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend that a new sports show is around town, man. We are five episodes away from 200. Thank you guys for your support. Thank you for sharing the show, retweeting the show. Shout out to NPN Management. Shout out to Reduce Lunch. Uh, you know, it really, you know, it really means a lot, man, just to hear back from y'all, man, and wanting to hear from us and really have interaction um, where we're not dropping on time. So we appreciate y'all for sure, man. So like I said, we'll be back. We, we will be back in, well, just a couple of days unless we have some big breaking news and we'll roll it out like y'all used to, man. So thank y'all. Support. It means a lot. Desiree L. Higgs Jr., YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Holla at me. Let's talk some sports. Let's talk some sports, man. I'm all about talking that sports talk for sure. All right. Y'all be cool. Be safe, man. And y'all will be hearing from us very, very soon with no more technical difficulties, man. It's just not going to go down like that. <laughs> Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on now. You're listening to the sports show.